So guys, welcome on uh, Clubhouse and welcome on LinkedIn. We have an exciting interview again with the guest of mine, which we have had before, and, and I'm excited to have him again on Back to Basics. His name is Nikith, and we are going to be talking about the leadership in the 21st uh, century. So Nikith, how are you? And thanks for coming back on Back to Basics. Thank you. I am absolutely good to go and I'm in full mood to give away everything that I know. My entire research for the last 25 years is available for you. Awesome. And I think Sandeep has confirmed that LinkedIn is also live. Fantastic. So, awesome. Awesome. So I think I'm going to ask you this question again, like what I did before. What does back to basic uh, mean to you? Oh, back to basic is going back to your root wisdom. It's all about tapping into the basic, yet the most profound knowledge that everybody is born with. And that wisdom, when you're talking through or you're tapping into both ways, is back to basics. That's the way it goes. That's the way it goes. Yeah, thank you so much. And it seems like, you know what, I'm going to go and take our first interview and today and see if it is the same answer or something similar right. to that. How about that? Sure. <laughs> so guys, whoever is listening right now on LinkedIn and on Clubhouse, just go to my Instagram and type the word naked and you will see the previous interview that I had and there'll be show notes about who he is, what he is and why he is and why he is again on my show. So naked, thank you again for coming on my uh, show again. So the 21st century leadership and the skills that we need to be a leader uh, in the 21st century. Um, what does that mean for you when it comes to leadership? What does it mean first? Let's put it that way. So I think, Girish, first we have to understand what this 21st century is all about. Okay. And yeah. how does it differ from the 20th century so that I can link it up to the leadership. Yeah, so let's start with the 21st century, what that means. Let's start with the 21st century. Sure. 21st century is not only turbulent, but it is a fuka, which means it's volatile, uncertain, complex, and ambiguous. And I'm, I have been doing research on VUCA for a long time. In fact, that's what I'm planning to convert into my PhD. What does volatility mean? We go back to chemistry. In the periodic table, we had those elements. So volatile elements are the ones which just evaporate. They just vanish. So there are business drivers in the 21st century that would just evaporate. The business drivers that existed yesterday may not exist tomorrow. Uncertain, we don't know when they will evaporate. Complex, their behavior is extremely complex. The intensity, the frequency is complex. And finally, they're ambiguous, which means how these different elements, variables will connect with each other, nobody can forecast, nobody can predict. And that's why the situation is so complex. Uh, we're talking about uh, you know, decision-making systems, which are through artificial intelligence, because the computing power required to analyze your decisions is gonna be immense in the 21st century. Now, given this complexity that we have in the 21st century, obviously we would need different mindset a different skill set, and different competencies or behaviors. Fundamentally leadership as a definition for 21st century would be you are able to influence people and drive change 
continuously. For the want of word, if you don't like the word change, you will have to constantly innovate because we will be now moving into rapid disruptions in this world. And as the history of economics goes, which I talked about in the earlier podcast also, every pandemic has brought about a major shift in the way the industry operates, in the way the consumer behavior is. And that's the disruption that we will constantly face in the 21st century. So it's about influencing people. It's about influencing people to drive a change. It's about influencing people to drive innovation. That's going to be the leader of this century, the 21st century. Earlier, it was all about aiding and supporting performance. That's the 20th century uh, Mm. definition. Now that aiding and supporting performance has now moved into influencing because influencing is a lot more powerful. People are going to emulate you. They're going to look at you. They're going to learn a lot from what you do. And therefore the leaders of 21st century will be much more profound as compared to what the leaders of 20th century were. And that's what leadership is now in the 21st century. So, so let me define what, what you just said. I think it actually means the, you're focusing the creativity, the uh, critical thinking, the communication, the collaboration, and preparing yourself as a student for the future. Am I right? Absolutely. Personal mastery is the key. You have to be a student. You have to constantly learn. Knowledge is power. Cash remains the king. But knowledge is power because if you do not have the knowledge, you will not be able to spot those opportunities which will present in front of you always. I think 21st century is going to be a century where opportunities will be always available. But if the knowledge is not there, you will not be able to spot those opportunities for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much, uh, Nigat, for that. So when it comes to creativity and innovation, there are four different different parts to that, which is the primary, secondary, and technical, uh, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, yeah, technical and intended, right? So what does that mean for you for these four parts? Innovation is all about design thinking now in the 21st century. Okay. Because if the disruptions are going to be rapid, Obviously, you do not have the leverage of time available to you. You cannot, for instance, look at the vaccines during the pandemic. Did you ever realize or did you ever had any data available where vaccines were so rapidly created, tested and brought into the market? Earlier vaccines used to run into years and years of research. Now that itself showcases the fact that the innovations have to be rapid. But innovations cost a lot of money. Innovations are expensive. And if innovations are long drawn and if the pockets aren't deep enough, they get abandoned. So design thinking is now here to stay in the 21st century. It's going to be a coveted competency that everyone must have. It is applicable to all complex human-centric problems. You can remodel your businesses. You can remodel your supply chains. You can invent products. You can do anything with design thinking. And design thinking is all about going after the low-hanging fruits building those prototypes and rapidly bringing those prototypes to the market. And then as you succeed through early failures, you keep redefining those prototypes and you keep dominating the market. 21st century is about dominating the market. Most of the clients that I'm working with today, they're all talking the language of dominating the market where you should be at least two times, three times bigger than your nearest competitor. So the time that we're living in right now, are we living in the R&D phase? We are living absolutely in the R&D phase. In fact, if organizations are not doing research and development together, most of the organizations tend to do only development. 
but research and development has become critical now because you will need a lot of researchers in your organization because they are the ones who will control the inventory of knowledge in your organization it's no longer only the live experience that you go through it's also about research stuff that you will have to constantly read up you will have to be up to speed with whatever is the factual information available therefore research and development both will be critical for success in the 21st century but uh, nikit i mean we we both are talking more on the fortune 500 companies what about the regular business my company small business i'm an msme i'm a small and a medium enterprise in india i'm a consulting mm-hmm. firm but the amount of time money and effort i am personally investing in research is huge because if i have to build that competitive advantage for myself there are a lot of consultants in the market yeah. but if you need that competitive advantage you have to be current with the market reality and yeah. if you have to be current with the market reality that means your earlier knowledge which is obsolete and by the way in the 21st century every 3 days the knowledge could undergo a change that's the rapidity with which research is happening so it doesn't matter whether you're a small company or you're a large company you have to be better than the best in the 21st century and if you have to be better than the best then the ceo of the organization or the founder directors of the organization they better start reading up they better be up to speed because if they are not up to speed the teams are not going to be up to speed they will have to create that buoyancy in the organization because they are well read because they are researching the team also gets pushed to think to that level and if they can't think i'm telling you the attrition levels are going to be very high in organizations because people who do not equip themselves with knowledge will find themselves in a very uncomfortable position in a research based organization and they will leave but that's okay because now you need people who are students for life who are constantly upgrading themselves and clubhouse is one aspect you don't have to constantly read up clubhouse has some amazing speakers if you participate in those rooms there that's another ready made information and knowledge available to you mm. but that's that's the way things are now there are i mean youtube a lot of videos are available a lot of thought leaders are now creating a lot of content you need to go through it and you need to consume that yeah yeah thank so you it's learning on the go now it's no longer about attending classrooms it's yeah. learning on the go Absolutely. Thank you so much Nikit for that. And the people who are listening on Clubhouse, you can also watch us on uh, LinkedIn live and we both are pretty much live on uh, LinkedIn. So please uh, come and watch and if you don't want to listen here, but I rather you do both. How about that? And just give us feedbacks if you uh, like this interview and we'll keep on giving you more uh, interviews like this on uh, Back to Basic uh, Club and Back to Basic Rooms. Uh, so thank you for that. So Nikit, your next question is Do you think the leadership nowadays or leadership ever did they ever think the three Cs? And the three Cs are the critical thinking, the creativity, the communication and the collaboration. Do you It was talked are... about. I'm sorry. It was it was talked about. It was not practiced. Okay, so it was not implemented. So yeah. okay so are we in the implementing phase or are we still in the R&D phase? If you don't implement you're dead. <laughs> that is that is so true. I mean uh, it it seems like if you you know do and then you die, right? I mean that's what it Look, is. Yeah. Yeah, most of the organizations which are into products they're running supply chains. Three things move on a supply chain. 
material moves, information moves, and funds move. These are the three basic things, elements that move on supply chain. Yeah. If people are not collaborating, either you'll have stock out situations or you're going to have excess stock available. Now, the rapidity with which the volatility starts happening, you don't even know whether containers will be available, ships will be available. So there's so much of control required to run any supply chain. If teams aren't collaborating, if you're operating in silos, if the power games going on within the organization, you're finished. It's over. So we, we need to be in that phase. Is that what we're saying? We have to be in that yeah. phase? Heightened state of collaboration, I would say. It's not only about collaboration. Uh, it's also about shared leadership. Uh, it's not going to be about one leader driving the organization. It will be collected thought processes of leaders that will drive the organization. Critical thinking, extremely important. Like the World Economic Forum also says, uh, critical thinking, emotional intelligence, global mindset, and design thinking, extremely critical as these four competencies go. So does that mean that we're in the agile phase uh, right now, you think, the agile thinking? Totally agile. If you're not agile, in fact, most of the consulting projects that I'm today getting is all about not theories on agile, but how do we create teams which are highly collaborative and agile? Not only that, but there are lots of things happening around ownership and accountability because you don't need people who have work in progress. You need people who are delivering results. Yeah. So very high level of ownership and accountability. And the fact that we're moving into hybrid work structures if the ownership and accountability within the organizations is poor, your hybrid structures are going to fail. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Thank you so much for that. So what does it mean by information and media? Is, is that needed as being a, a big leader, a huge leader? Oh, yeah. I think if you're looking at the information 5.0, companies will have to now invest big time in terms of their activity to spread information. Okay. In fact, uh, in warfare now, also information is becoming extremely critical. And uh, it is obviously not used for the right purpose, but organizations must keep their people up to speed in terms of what's happening. They must also keep their stakeholders up to speed in terms of what's happening because the stock markets are going to operate on real-time information. They're not going to be only watching trends because if you're looking at the VUCA world, I need to know how the organization is doing right now. Hmm. The currency fluctuations are also going to be real time. So the stability is a big problem in the 21st century. And we have to learn to live in the volatile state. And that's what it is all about. So, so you're saying secrecy is not the way to go. Actually, transparency no is the way to go? No way. In fact, corporate governance today is talking about transparency completely. Yeah, yeah. Um, that kind of sucks because sometimes there are companies which they want to be in a closed bubble. Uh, but I think they want to pivot over to the new place. And I think they're kind of scared that they're, or I should say they're vulnerable when, when it comes to these things. But I think it's a new change now that we need to start interacting with people and, and collaborate with people and with new ideas. Am I right? Well, you need to collaborate with your competitors now. Yeah. Yeah. So we are living in a new world. It's not about collaborating within the organization or with uh, like-minded people. It's also about the comp competition. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. So what do you think the next few more years uh, when it comes to leadership? We will need a lot of leaders in the coming future. 
I think this whole theory of operating with limited number of people in the organization is an obsolete theory. Mm. Uh, there are going to be a whole lot of digital nomads. That means leaders may not be a part of your organization. They could be external to your organization. They, they are, these are contracted people who will work with multiple organizations. But as long as they're sharing time with your organization, they will be leaders who will be available to you on contract basis. Now, I'm not talking about consultants who are leadership consultants. I'm talking about techies who are digital nomads. I'm talking about domain experts who are digital nomads. And they will also play a huge role as a leader within the organization. Yeah, but Nika, here's a question for you and a little twisted question here. Not everyone can be a leader. Not everyone needs to be a leader. Maybe they just want to be a follower. Have you thought of that? They have lost it. They have lost it. Why is that? They have lost it. They have lost it because anything that's a standard operating procedure will be taken over by the robots. Okay. That means if you are not ahead of technology, why are you required? Okay. So, so basically we're saying that leader does not mean that you're leading a team. You're actually just getting ahead of the game to be a leader. Influence and ability to drive a change and innovation. Yeah. As long as you're doing that, because influencing and driving a change Robots cannot do right now. That's right. That's a human character. That's right. We're not going to follow a robo ever. We may humanize the relationship. Yeah. But a robo will never be a leader. It will ultimately be the creator of the robo who's going to be a, an innovator. But let's be very, very clear and let's be forewarned that if there is a process that can be implemented by technology, the job is gone. Yeah. Well, I mean, there, there... Those, days of, those days of, you know, entrepreneurs wanting to create organization for the sake of employment, I think that mindset is shifting now. I'm seeing organizations which carried that particular mindset now even changing and saying we need to automate our processes. We need to now bring in technology in the organization. So you're thinking that we're forced to be in the growth mindset as of today? Well, the current research says, and I don't quote researches just out of the hat, the current research says that most of the forward-looking CEOs of companies, irrespective of what their turnover is, are not wanting to bounce back post-pandemic, but they are actually strategizing for growth. And a lot of organizations today are telling me that the trends that they see are the 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 highest or the peak performance that they delivered three or four years ago possibly in our case seven years ago in our organization that is the peak that people are now seeing and specifically in india if you look at the way the taxes are being collected and the gst collections that are happening they are like out of the world it shows that the business is completely on an upswing and most of the CEOs that I'm coaching or I'm interacting with, they're all talking to me. We are not concerned about survival anymore. We know there are opportunities and we are going to grow and we want to cash that growth, cash upon that growth. And can we have our people up to speed so that we can deliver? In fact, Girish, I can share with you, there are organizations which are doing 24 by 7 war rooms with me. We don't sleep. Mm. The teams don't sleep. They're giving me the best of their talent. And that talent works with me. I don't say they report to me. They work with me for a period of 25 days, 30 days. 
and we are on projects and those projects get delivered and these are war rooms that companies are investing that means even training and uh, the business of coaching is getting transformed it is becoming 24 by 7 live people are not sleeping because they know the growth is there and ceos are really funding these kind of projects imagine 30 40 people who are talent within the organization getting loaded onto projects which are war room projects there's an opportunity cost associated with it there is the consulting cost associated with it there is also the infrastructure and the technology that has to be backed up can you imagine the amount of money that people are spending for growth now mm. the growth industry is big 21st century is century of growth industry so so here's the thing right now we're we're learning how to be innovative we're trying to be on the next step right one step ahead of the game or maybe yeah. two steps ahead of the game but it seems yeah. like when we are completed with learning it seems like we still have to relearn again for a absolutely. new absolutely absolutely not only do you have to relearn you have to change your habits yeah you'll have to change your habits because if the organization does not change its habits what's the point in learning because learning with old habits implementation will not happen so how so about yeah go ahead no 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 go ahead please so learning and shift of habits both go hand in hand now. Yeah. How about uh, if a person actually comes up to you and saying that I don't know how to move forward and I don't have enough capital to do that? What would you say? Well, capital is required for sure, but that's not the only thing that you need. Somewhere down the line in the 21st century, ideas and knowledge is definitely going to have a precedence. That means if your idea is great, either you're going to have people wanting to fund that idea or there are a lot of startups which start small, but they start as global startups. They use technology extensively and most of the technology that's available as subscription models is not that expensive. Right. Now let's look at where does an entrepreneur lose money? Either the entrepreneur loses money on a bad innovation. Or the entrepreneur loses money because he's not understood the consumer behavior or maybe does not know the customer or maybe has got people who are not good people. Now, all that can be controlled through technology. I'll tell you what, Girish, 25 years ago when I started my business, my consulting business, I had two MBAs controlling my dates. Now, you don't need MBAs to control your dates, right? But no. what to do? There was so much of an iteration happening on dates between me and my clients that I couldn't uh, give my time to it. So there were two people who were working on it. But now it is being replaced by technology. Hmm. Now, obviously, we're on a show, so I can't name the technology. But there are enough amazing calendars available, which are so real-time. Everything, you know, you kind of empower your client and say, okay, you've got a real-time dashboard available. You decide which dates, which time. Now, I saved on two people, and those two people probably may be doing a better job than booking my calendar. That's right. Now, why do I need an MBA to book my calendar? Because the kind of clients that I talk to, I have to position people who are postgraduates because that's what they expect. But that's waste of a post-graduation degree. And that's what the technology is now helping us to do. Yeah. Now, how much does the software cost? $12 a month? Right. And how much does one MBA cost? Much, much more than that. So now you've got the leeway because of technology to use your funds, use your capital in a profitable way. 
which was not there in the 20th century. No, it was not. It was not. There, there are many ways to do it, and, and there are more clever ways to do it nowadays yes. as compared to before. So, yeah. So one more thing that goes is entrepreneurs need to have tremendous financial acumen in the 21st century. If they don't understand money, it's not only about idea anymore. It's also about managing your money effectively. Because when the turbulence hits you, if you're not able to manage your funds effectively at that point in time, it's definitely a point of shutdown. Haven't we seen so many organizations shutting down during the pandemic? Yep, absolutely. So it's like saying that we don't want to work for money. Money should be working for us. Yes. In fact, 21st century and technology is such, even while you're sleeping, you will be able to generate money. Yeah. If you are into service, productize your service, put it on technology. You're done. The, the days that service could not be scalable, may not be scalable, that thought doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. If you are able to productize your service and people can consume it online as technology, you're done. Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Nikit, for, for I, I think I can talk to you for hours and hours, uh, yeah. as you know. I mean, we've talked uh, before, even offline also. So thank you so much for that. Uh, so later, we're going to go into Clubhouse and have people ask you questions, if that's okay Absolutely. with you. Uh, Absolutely. In the meantime, we're going to go and close this uh, session out and uh, from LinkedIn also. Uh, so before I do that, as usual, you know, what we always say at the end of the episode, we usually have a quote of the day. And let me just give you the quote of the day. So the quote of the day that I have, uh, if it comes up, uh, education, oh, hold on, come back here. Education is not learning of facts, but training the mind to think. And that's by Albert Einstein. So I think that's that's what the that's what you and I said actually in this episode, and hopefully we'll keep on thinking more as usual as always, and uh, and just remember what do I always say at the end of the episode? Everything in life goes back to basics, and that's what we did today, guys. Guys, you take care. God bless, and I'll see you on Clubhouse next week's episode on Back to Basics. I mean, that's just summer hours, but do you think that's going to be the new normal? I do find that it's so interesting that you brought that up. I have a large client that um, they were trying to figure out what are we going to do because they're struggling a little bit with retention with employees. Um, and they've been looking to figure out ways to bring more value. Yeah. And one of the things that they did was because they were going to say, oh, you know, we, we had a great year. We're going to give them another vacation day. Yeah, And then it was, well, you know what? Half of them don't take all their vacation time anyway. That's right. You know, so, or you're, you know, one of the bad sides of the pandemic.